So welcome back again to the third part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Kelly. Now, I don't have Shane with me this week, but I've got one better. I've got Father Frank Dewey from Newcastle West Parish. Welcome back again to a studio here in Come and See, Father Frank. Thanks very much, John. Thanks a lot for nice joining me. Nice to be back, yeah. Father Frank's joining us this week uh, and maybe next week in, in regard to our, our gospel reading and our gospel reflection. Most important part of the programme that we do here and come and see inspirations. And before that, before we actually read the gospel, go through it, there's a prayer we always pray before reading and reflecting on scripture. And I'll pray that for us this morning. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, humbly and attentively. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often capable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us, so that receiving your word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed or our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So the Gospel for today, the sixth uh, Sunday of Easter, is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 23 to 29. And we'd like Father Frank to read that Gospel for this morning. Thanks, Father Frank. Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we shall come to him and make our home with him. Those who do not love me do not keep my words. And my word is not my own, it is the word of the one who sent me. I have said these things to you while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all I have said to you. Peace I bequeath to you, my own peace I give you, a peace the world cannot give, this is my gift to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and shall return. If you love me, you would have been glad to know that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you this now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you may believe. Thanks, Father Frank, for sharing that gospel with us today. Um, the first, sorry, the sixth Sunday after Easter. And, um, of course, Father Frank, just one thing just before we start, just a, just a word of thanks to you on behalf of all of us and Alexio Divina Group in Newcastle West for continuing to send out the notes that help us to reflect each week on the Sunday Gospel. Just, yeah, just to mention yeah. that. Thank you very much, yeah. for that. So, Father Frank, any thoughts you might want to start off with in terms of the Gospel this week? Yeah, well, uh, last week we had uh, part of what is known as uh, the last will and testament of Jesus. This is this is spoken the night before he died, during the Last Supper. Uh-huh. And it's known as the, the final discourse or the priestly prayer of Christ, some scholars call it. But it, it's, it's the last piece of instruction and uh, the last words that Jesus spoke before he went to his agony and to his death. And um, so we like to see it as part of the last will and testament. Now, last week, you could say 
you know, you know, in a will, there's a bequest, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Um, last week, you could say that his bequest, the first bequest of Jesus to his disciples was to give us the commandment of love. Mm. Love one another as I have loved you. And that was last week. And there are three further bequests to the disciples uh, and to the church that he has founded in, in this gospel that I have just read for you. Um, first bequest to be the word of God, his first gift bequest to us. First thing he's leaving to us as a source of strength to us. Secondly, the Holy Spirit, whom he will send. And the gift of peace that he promised there in the gospel. So I see those as three bequests. Can you say a, a, a bit more about each of those? I mean, starting off maybe with the word of God. Yes, um, he says there, the word of God, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Um, I suppose, you know, a, a very simple example that, that strikes me, uh, and I've noticed this in and out of houses as a priest, you know, where there might be small children and and the mother or father says to the child, I'm going to tell him to do something. And, mm-hmm. But the child is looking mm-hmm. at their PlayStation or whatever. Yeah. And they haven't done it. And yeah. the mother said, are you listening to me? Yes. yes. That's it's one of the first things that a parent teaches a child is the importance of listening. Otherwise, you don't learn. That's you know? right. And yeah. Um, yeah. so it, it, that's really what Jesus is saying there. It's, it, it, what I've given is a simple example of what Jesus is saying. The importance of listening to the word of God. And he, he says that he will measure our love for him. Uh, one of the things he will measure that on is in our listening to his word and doing our best to keep keep his word. You know, and um, and if, if you link this, uh, if we link this text with what Jesus has said earlier in this chapter, uh, he means to keep his word in a way that the world does not. Mm-hmm. to keep the word of God the world today I mean I'm not talking about all the people in the world but you know the prevailing culture the of the culture world today is not interested in listening to the word of God so we need to be able to break through that if we are to hear the word of God of course we we have an, a, an ideal opportunity uh, each week when, when we go to mass to yes. listen to the word of God yes yeah and and the first part of the mass is called the liturgy of the word yeah and um, and and it takes place. It, you notice when you go to mass, it doesn't take place at the altar. It it takes place over yeah. at the at the pulpit at the the, the rostrum. You know yeah, the, yes. the lectern, whatever yeah, you call. Yeah. And um, and then when that's over, the priest moves from there now to the second major part of the mass, the liturgy of the Eucharist. You yeah. know, but the word. Now, I, I don't know, you probably remember too, John, you know, way back there was a kind of a notion that when I was a, a yeah. little boy and, you know, it was several Mass and some people might come in late to Mass and they say, were they in before the Gospel? Yes, yes, I remember that. No, that was a, <laughs> that was a distortion, really. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, the, um, so the Word of God is very important. You know, we're all wondering, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult time in the life of the Church, in the life of faith and, and so forth. And everyone is wondering, where are we going, you know? But the fact is that God has spoken. Yes. And there is no question we have in our hearts that God hasn't the answer to. And that sense is easy to find. No. It's a lifelong task to find it. Mm-hmm. But any time we get a chance, number one, of hearing that word, and secondly, a chance to hear any bit of explanation That's, of it, yeah. is, 
it's not a, is a chance not to be missed. And if we're not trying to listen to the word of God and trying to listen to the explanation, we can't really say we're listening well, to his fair. word. And he says... That's a measure of our love for him. So. I'd find it very hard myself uh, if, if somebody doesn't help me by that word of, insp- uh, of reflection, just to break it open for me. Yeah. And these days, there's so many, you know, there's so many options out there, um, uh, even on the internet, various resources, various homilies, various reflections that are available to help us out. But but for the ordinary person um, in the pew, we have our missalettes and we have sometimes newsletters. And yes. sometimes we can take that home and... Maybe chew it over a little bit at home when you get a bit more time. Yeah. I didn't, didn't get that now at Mass. And what I, do you know what I love to see? It might be a small enough number, but uh, I notice in, in, in all of the churches we're dealing with, there's always those few people that arrive about 20 minutes before Mass mm-hmm. and they pick up their missalette. That's it. And that's they're it. reading the readings before Mass. That's, that's it. Now, you might have noted that in, it started because of Alexia Divina in the Newcastle West. Uh, thing we have mm-hmm. the missalette in the church, but we also have the bulletin, and yes. the bulletin, the readings on the other side of the bulletin, are the readings for the next Sunday. Yes, so the people can read them in advance of their coming. You know, but uh, no, it might be a small number you see like that, but there are a small number of people, and they're the same people every Sunday. They're in there without fail, and they're reading their missalette for mm-hmm. twenty minutes before. It gives them an idea, yeah. you know. And I'm talking about the missalette, no, not the bulletin. <laughs> no. The missalette, the reading, the reading. Yeah, so, yeah. yes, so, so yeah. important. So so that's the first you know, yeah. request, the Word of God. Mm. The second one is the Holy Spirit. Talk to us about that. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, like it's, um, it's, it's an astonishing truth like this, that we have God living in our hearts mm. In, mm. in the form of the Holy Spirit. And there, what Jesus says about in there, he calls him the advocate, the one who's going to plead our case for us, like, you know. And uh, the Holy Spirit, of course, we just need to remind ourselves, one of the, the three people in the Trinity uh, is God. And, um, and his task is to guide us along the way of Christ. He will send the, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to the Father with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was present with us, he, he was present, present in Palestine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the Holy Spirit came, he went everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so, and he will teach you everything. And he will remind you of, I forget the thing there, he will remind you of, of, of what the teaching of Christ is. He'll yeah. remind you of all oh, I have all said, said yeah. to you. So, um, now there is a line earlier on in that, um, I think it's earlier on, or maybe it's later in that same chapter from St. John, uh, chapter 14, where he says, the Holy Spirit will lead you to the complete truth. Yeah. yeah. We're all searching for truth, John. Mm. The, the main truth we need to find is what is God's truth. Yeah. Right? Mm. We, we, can all, we, we can accept or reject that, but like there is an objective truth. That's re- it's true regardless of what you or I think. Mm. You know, it's not a matter of opinion whether I think there are certain things woven into the way God created things that are truth. It's what, uh, you know, the, the, um, it's in what they call the natural law. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, and that's the truth that the Holy Spirit will lead us to, not about an argument about who won the match. No, no, uh, you no. Know, uh, you know, whatever. It's, um, he will teach you everything. So, and he's there to guide us. We've confirmations coming up now. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in the next few weeks and um, 
the uh, I don't know, we'll be in as simple a language as we can. We'll be trying to get to, to tell the young get the message. That, yeah. yeah, the Holy Spirit comes to you and He will guide you, but you must be listening. And I see a, a big link between the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Yes, that first one. Absolutely, and, and it is it is all He's doing is unwrapping yeah. the Word of yeah. God for us. Yeah, and I don't for one second pretend, John that the Word of God is easy to read. Some of it is very simple. It's quite obvious. Yeah, yeah. More of it, you need to know an awful lot about context, and that's what we have scripture scholars mm-hmm. for, you know. And um, so I, I don't for a second pretend it's easy, but in there lies the answer. Yes. You know? And and I, I, I have developed over the years as a priest, especially in the second half of my priesthood, a particular interest in the, in the Word of God and the power of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. In studying scripture, they talk about the living word of God. It's like a living seed within you. Like yes, the very big reverence to our own lives, isn't oh, it? Huge, you know, huge, huge. So, yeah, the language may be archaic sometimes, yeah. but very relevant to, uh, to our lives. But if we allow the Holy Spirit to be explaining to us mm. in a way we can uh, yeah. understand, mm. yeah. And then we come to the third, uh, third one. Then the question, yeah, the the peace, the, the gift of peace, the gift of peace. You know, and and like I, you know. There's different levels of, of of peace, John. You know, um, it could be like uh, I, I've been in houses, you know, as a priest visiting a family, maybe visiting friends or in on mm. some parish business or whatever, maybe in the evening time, and the children are gone to bed, yeah. or maybe they go to bed while you're there. Yes, <laughs> and the mother or father, whoever it is, comes down and they put them and they're asleep. They've read their story. And the next thing, they crash into the couch and say, ah, oh, now we have a bit of peace. Because yeah, yeah. the kids were all over the place yes, before yeah. that. You know, or you've yeah. had a very busy day and you come home and, you know, say someone in a very responsible job or whatever it is, and you're all over the place. And the next thing, like, you know, you kind of crash into the sofa. Ah, oh, it's yeah. good, you know. Yeah. So it does all kinds of peace. And then in the case of war, we're all praying for peace yeah. in the Ukraine at the moment. But, um, but there's all kinds of peace at a level. But what Jesus uh, is talking about is, uh, is, is a deeper thing, you know. Um, they, uh, they, they, like, I think I mentioned at the Lexio Divina a few times uh, that, that one of the, the, the translations, if you like, that I had for the word peace one time, like when, when they, they, in, in uh, Palestine, a greeting they often use, you know, we do you not know way we'd say, God bless all yeah, here. Yeah. They would say, peace be with you if they arrived at a house, you know. Okay. And um, and that's one of the explanations I've heard for that is, may every good thing happen to you. Oh, isn't that nice? May yeah. every good yeah. thing happen to you. That's what they mean when they arrive at, 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 about peace. And um, so it, the gospel speaks about peace, you know, it, it's, it's a kind of uh, it's it's a something that can be there side by side with the normal tensions and troubles yeah. of life. Mm-hmm. I remember when I worked as, with the students in Minot in the seminary, I was always trying to get this across to them like this: uh, you can have there will be turmoil, there will be troubles, there'll be worries, there'll be anxieties in life. But when Christ talks about the peace world can I give, He's something that can be there underneath all of those daily troubles yes, yes. and uh, mm. and his 
And I, I dare, I, you know, I think maybe sometimes what it means is ultimately knowing that we are loved by God. Yeah. That's, you know, above all, maybe I think what, what the peace is, the knowing that we are loved by God. And there's a peace comes with that. Okay, we have our troubles. The job is difficult. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, the problems in the family. But we know we are loved by God and a peace, a peace comes uh, with that, you know. So that's the third big question. And, and, and again, I think there's a link, you know. I, I mean, the word of God, first of all, so it, it's telling us all this that God wants to share with us because, as mm. you just said, he loves us. Mm. The Holy Spirit is there to help us to mm. understand as best we can. Yeah. And then with all of that then comes, comes peace. peace. That's the peace. Contentment sort of. Well, yeah, thing, quite, you know? yeah, yeah, it's a kind of a, it's... You're, you're, you know, it's a kind of gnawing in your heart and soul like that you're going in the right direction, you know. And a, a real peace comes with that because in today's world especially, it can be very confusing, you know. There's, there's loads of information available to people today, yeah. but maybe mm. not as much knowledge as there used to be, you know. Yeah. And they're not the same, uh, same thing. So before we, we, we leave this reflection for this week, is there any other thought that you might want to... There's, there's a line in, in that gospel, John, that I'd just like to say a little bit for a minute, yeah, you okay. know. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Yeah. Now, this is the night before he died. He's talking to his disciples who have become so dependent on him and so excited by him. And he's been trying to tell them he's on his way. And that they're totally mesmerized. And anxious and lonely and sad and so forth. Natural. Yeah. And yeah, and, and he says to him, Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Now, I read somewhere, John, I haven't counted them, but that's exhortation, do not be troubled, do not be afraid, occurs 365 times in the Bible. Now, that happens to be the number, as you yeah, know, yeah, days yeah, in the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I'm not saying for one second that this is, uh, you know, um, de fide, as they say, yeah. but yeah. it's um, but it, it's interesting if if that's true. Um, it's nice to think that every day the scripture says to us, "Do not be troubled or afraid," you know, and you just think of, okay, they were still confused, the disciples, like because he's leaving them, like, and he's going to tell them he's going to be killed, yeah, and yeah. whatever, but like. They must have played those words back many, many times afterwards. And in the Acts of the Apostles, where we're reading the first reading from at the moment, mm -hmm. you know, we see how, how ter the, the terrific work that the disciples who ran away yes. when Jesus was being crucified, yeah. that they were doing. And that brings you back to the Holy Spirit again. Yeah. Where did they get all the courage? Yeah, exactly, the Holy exactly. Jesus kept his promise. The Holy Spirit came upon them. They remembered his words and away they went. And they, pr they, they proved to be very, very courageous. And most of them died a martyr's death. Yeah. It's a matter of interest. You know, so just to finish up, I mean, this gospel, you know, first of all, people could read it. I'm not too sure what to make of this. But after, after that ex explanation there for yourself, you know, and mm. reflection, you know, what certainly comes through to me is, as you mentioned, first of all, that God loves us. And how do we know that? Mm. With the word of God, don't get it fully. The Holy mm. Spirit's helping us out, and then we get the peace. And then we get, as you said, that very last line there: "Don't be afraid, guys. Don't be afraid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm with you all the time. I love and you." The, and the importance, John, of you or I hearing Jesus saying those words to you or me, yeah, mm. especially 
yes, when we yes, worry with personally. even yeah. outside of that. Yeah, yeah. He's saying to you, oh, all right, John, all right, Frank, mm-hmm. don't be afraid. Yes. I am with you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is with you. He will lead you to the complete truth. And any chance we get to share that? Yes. With somebody else who's that's troubled right. and that's right, yeah. can't understand yeah. it. like. Yeah, and we mustn't be afraid. You see, we're going through a very difficult old time. Like, you know, yeah. where people are almost afraid to mention anything about Christ or the faith yeah. or the church. Yeah. Line, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll come through that. Well, you know, I, I kind of put it this way, you know. I mean, I have children, I have grandchildren, you know. Mm-hmm. And I put up with all of that rubbish mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm protecting my my children so if yes, that right. means you know somebody doesn't like what I'm saying well tough lads you know yes, my, right. my children come first and if I if I believe what I believe then and I got the Holy Spirit on my back yeah. it's certainly going to be a big help oh, yes. uh, oh, it, it'll take somebody big to say no you can't say that oh, no, yeah. alright I know that's, it's, that's just something for some oh. other day oh. but Father Frank thanks for bringing this out the word of God yeah, the Holy welcome. Spirit the gift of peace and to finish up with don't let your hearts be troubled so now we go for our final piece of music uh, this morning, and this one is from a good friend, Mark Forrest. This one is entitled "Make My Heart a Dwelling Place." So next week, where I think it's the Feast of the Ascension. Ascension. That's right. Join us again next week. We've had a Frank will will will, will join us again. Shane will, will will share some saints for the week. As we mentioned to you last week, Shane is often many thousands of miles away from here. It's a bit challenging to be in contact with, with him technically. But uh, Shane is recording a few little bits and pieces to us for us on the Saints, and we'll share that with you again next week, as well as the Monks of Glenstall. And, of course, we'll have another part of our Abundance Prayer with Father Fran. Until next week, enjoy the week. And don't forget, as Father Frank said, don't leave happy troubles. Enjoy the week. God bless now. Bye. Make my heart your dwelling place A temple just for you Consecrated resting place, a vessel ever true. Make my heart a fire with the brightness of your sun. Make my heart a dwelling place for the holy Consecrated resting place, a vessel ever true. Make my heart a fire with the brightness of your sun. Make my heart a dwelling place for the